Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. What would it be like to be a black man living in the culture today when the current narrative of culture does not represent you? When you feel like people are saying things that you're supposed to believe and you're supposed to buy into and it doesn't work for you. What does that feel like? Well, tonight we're going to find out exactly what that feels like. And then the sliding glass door in my master bedroom blew in my... So Upper Camp Creek is evacuated. You can't erase the mistakes of your past without erasing the wisdom of your present. And there was a fear of getting blocked in. Welcome to In Bed with Rick Dancer, your chance to climb in bed with me. It's a sad story, but it's got it's, it's where you get to help a local veteran and his family. Kathy and I are sitting in the truck just looking at our house. And we started to cry. When she took the girls, my six-year-old little girl didn't have shoes on. I'm going to take the first needle. This is going to blow you guys away. I'm going to do this right up close to you. I miss his uh, daily phone calls and text messages. To have a 10-year-old kid come on and just tell us some jokes is just so super charming. We need to find these people. Okay, I'm Rick Dancer, and this is our guest tonight, Derek Bryant. Derek, thanks for being here tonight. Hello, Rick. How you doing, bud? I'm good. Hey, we are sponsored tonight by Chris Dental Family Dentistry. Uh, Michael said the other day, Rick, I've got a guy I want you to talk to. Um, he's one of my clients. Um, I think he's going to be a really interesting story. I heard your story, and I will admit, um, we, you and I have talked a little bit here, and I would admit I got scared. <laughs> I went, oh my God, I don't know. But you know what? What we're all about here at Get Real with Rick Dancer is conversation. And yep. I think everybody should be representative and, and, and be represented. And we should not be, as a culture, afraid to have these kind of conversations. I will not be scared out of having this kind of a conversation. And I know that's where your heart is. So why don't you just start, um, Derek, and... Uh, you know, I'll give you the floor and then I'm going to throw in some questions and some of our viewers will probably have questions for you too. But why are you here tonight? Well, the main reason I decided to do this because I'm hearing that schools, especially in New York, some schools are teaching kids, if you're born white, you're automatically a racist. And that bothered me because I, my wife is white. My kids are mixed. And I know that's not true. It's like if my kid came home from school and said, uh, Dad, the teacher said, if I don't know how to rap or play sports, I can't be shit in life because I'm black. I'd be livid. And so that's one of the reasons I did it. Another reason I did it, because when blacks really, really had it bad in this country in the 60s and 50s and 70s and before that, a lot of white people stood up for them and in, 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 against injustice. You know, the freedom fighters, some of them lost their lives. The kids from the north went to um, Mississippi, I believe it was. They got killed, those three gentlemen. They died trying to help out black people vote. And so what I see going on with, with white people, you have to prove you're not racist, even though you're not. And I think that for me, I want to stand up and say, I don't believe that. And it's not right. And it's not fair. And you got to stick up. You got to stick up for that when you see something going wrong. You know, you should have to prove who you are. You know, I was at Winko a while back and this lady, this Mexican lady was new. And so I felt bad for her. So I was always nice to her because she was she was new. So every time we would go there, I would go on her line, you know, to make her feel bad, better. You know, I, mean, I was rooting for her. And one day I had my, my I had had this hat on one day. One day I had that hat on. And my wife goes, Derek, she's going to think you're racist. And I said, I don't give a shit because I know that I'm not. I've been nice to this lady ever since I met her. So why would she think about races all of a sudden? 
You know, I'm not going to go put on a I love Mexican sticker on my car to prove I'm not racist because I know I'm not. And I don't think white people should have to go prove you're not prove what you know you're not. If, if, if I was white and I know I'm not racist and somebody calls me racist just for being white and everything you do, no matter what you did or said, you would be called racist. I just give up. Say, Hell, no matter what I do, it's not going to be good enough because I'm white and I'm automatically racist. That's it's wrong. It's dangerous doctrine. And it's not um, it's not fair. And um, I just can't sit back and just go along with it because I don't feel that way. I've never felt that way. You know, so you you came from you're from Georgia, Kennesaw, Georgia, uh, Cobb County, South Chattanooga. When I was in high school in the 80s, on the way to school, there'd be a guy in full clay outfit, pointy hat and everything, giving out literature, pamphlets. And I mean, my friends, my white friends, I had black friends growing up, too. But we would just laugh at it. I wasn't scared. It, it, it wouldn't bother me. We thought the guy was an idiot, you know. Uh, and most real races are miserable. They're always complaining, the Mexicans and blacks and Asians. They're always miserable and grumpy and just, it's a miserable existence just to be a racist and always complaining. Who who cares? You know, and, I'm, and I've never let any racist person stop me from doing what I want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do no matter how you feel about me. You know, and if you're a racist, that's on you, not me. I, don't, I care less. Go do it. So what about like white privilege now? That's because that's a big conversation that people are having. Um, and I've had this conversation with a, a t two other sets of black gentlemen from the community. Um, and we had great conversations and they were very um, open and talking about this. I, I just tell you, I'm so careful when I'm asking questions because I just, you know, it is it's scary because you could you could get canceled really quickly. And it's very popular to 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 push this kind of cancel culture on people. And for people, it's very easy for them to twist the words that I'm saying. And, I, and I've always had people that I could go to and say, am I saying this the right way? Like the one of the first things I said to the gentleman when I had him on before is, do I call you African-American? They go, no, I'm not from Africa. I'm black. I'm a black American. Now, some people, some people want to be called African-Americans, but they said, we're not from Africa, so we don't want to be called that. But if we don't have that conversation, how do we know? So, so white privilege, what comes with it? What do you get? What privilege do you get for being white? There's a, go ask all people in jail that are white if they're privileged or not in prison. You know, every, everybody has their privileges. You know, everybody has some kind of privilege the other person doesn't have. You know, O.J. Simpson was wanted for double murder, but he had the privilege of driving down the highway at 35 miles per hour and drove to his house. You know what I mean? I had my tire sh shot out and, you know, pit maneuver put on me if I was one for double murder. You know, my kids are pretty good at basketball. They get invited to do do things other kids don't do because they're pretty good. That's a privilege. Everybody has a privilege of something. You know, I'm in the food and beverage industry. I could probably go to a bar and maybe get a drink after last call because that's a privilege for me because I'm known in the industry. Everybody has some sort of some sort of privilege that the other person can't do. That's just how it is. What do, do you what's your what privilege do you have? For being black, I don't think nobody has a privilege of being your, your race. Really? No. You, you can do anything you want to do if you want to do it. I believe that. You know, the only privilege I have, I can speak on racial issues without being called a racist. You can't. You're white. So if you speak, if you say what I say, then you're a racist, even though you're not. I say it. Either I'm a Uncle Tom, a sellout, which I don't care. You, I don't, you can call me whatever you want to call me. I know who I am and who I'm not. So but you you were telling me something the other day though 
when you get called an Uncle Tom, you say thank you. And why? Well, if you know the history of Uncle Tom, let me see, get the date right. Uncle Tom came from a book called Uncle Tom's Cabin. It was written by Harriet Beecher Stowe in 1852, I believe. And in that book, there was a character named Tom. He was a black slave. And he, he did a lot of great things in that book. But two things he did. Once he was told to um, to whip another slave, but he refused to do it. Secondly, he talked two female slaves into to escaping, and they did. And when his master asked him where they were, where they were, he wouldn't tell him he was beat to death for it. So in 1919, a reverend named George McGuire, he was a supporter of Marcus Gar Garvey. He was at a black national convention in 1919. And when the South, the black, the black Southern was going to the North to work, he said, we don't want those Uncle Tom Negroes up here. And that term, that, that term stuck for black people who are not like all black people. And so that's where that term's come from. So when you call me that, it's like, hmm, you don't know the history of that word. Thank you. I know who I am. So here's another interesting thing. So um, when we were talking about doing this show, Derek said, can I use the N-word? And I said, probably not because Facebook would pull this out. And I didn't ask why you were going to use that word. But let's talk about the N-word and that, that I mean, you can, it, it really is true. You can talk about so many things that I can't talk about. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm just glad you can talk about it so that I can listen and my viewers can also participate in that. So what did you want to talk about with that? And you probably shouldn't use that word or Facebook probably will throw this out. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, first of all, the word was, 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 came from Negro and, and you know, it's a derivative of that word. And it was used in an awful way. That word comes with a lot of baggage attached to it. So that word was used to put down a whole race of people. Right. So I don't think anybody should use it. But at the same time, people have the right to say whatever they want to say. You know, I've heard that word directed at me. I grew up in the South several times, you know, when I was in my 20s and, you know, maybe my 30s, I'd be ready to fight when I heard it. But the older you get, you get wiser and smarter and you make better decisions. And so the last time somebody called me that was in Kentucky in 1999, you know, when he called me the N-word. And I looked at him, I go, man, coming from you, that's a compliment. And the guy short, sir, he freaked out. He didn't expect that. And so I don't let words hurt me. You know, it's a it's an awful word, but when people do things and say things to you on purpose to hurt you, and you give in, they just won. I, that, you know, poor Morgan Wallen. The guy was going out with his friends one night, drunk as hell, came home, and his white buddies said, "Hey, take care of my N word." The dude got killed. Did you? Four hundred radio stations dropped him. His record label dropped him. You know, they just helped him. His, his album's been number number one for eight weeks. You know, and you shouldn't lose your livelihood off of one bad night of one word or, or if you say something or do something wrong. It's just, it's, it was ludicrous, man. It's, it's just, it's not right. Not fair. But N word is used a lot in rap music. It's used a lot by people who are trying to be cool. You know, uh, I'm intelligent. I don't use it. You know, my kids know better. Um, and so if people, some people use it and some people don't, you know, it's, it's popular in the black rap community, you know, cause it's a term of endearment. I get it. So you and I had a conversation about statues being torn down and and you had you had some opinions on that about history and that kind of thing. Because what I'd like to see is instead of statues being torn down, I'd like to see more statues being put up representing black history so that we could honor some people like that. That would be pretty cool to see, in my own opinion. But I can't go mine. But uh 
um, if you um, you can't change today is what? What's today? Monday. Yeah, I can't change anything about yesterday. You can't change or erase history. If you, you can take all the statues down, you can change all of the names of military bases in the schools. Guess what? It, whatever happened, it still happened. History still happened. You know, you learn from it. You can't, you can't, you can't legislate feelings. You, you think a racist guy sees a statue missing, all of a sudden he's not racist anymore? Oh, they they moved that statue, George Washington. I see the light now. I'm not racist anymore. It does nothing but remove, remove the statue. That's all it does. So. You, you, you're trying to erase history, and you can't, bud. I don't care what you do. It, it happens. We know the history of this country. We know there was slavery here. We get it. We get it. You know, it was a bad time in our history. We get it. But at the same time, um, I believe in Scripture. I believe in the Bible. I believe in Jesus. And one thing Jesus says is, no matter how hard it is, the hardest thing about being a believer and being a human being is forgiveness. We've all been done wrong. And when you hold on to it, it's just an anchor to your life. And so as a black society, the black community, we've got to say, God, I forgive this country for slavery. I forgive the people of that time for slavery and we move on. If you, I don't care if you've been, you've had abusive parents, if you've been molested, whatever. if you hold on to that the rest of your life, it's an anchor. You won't get nowhere. And so if black people especially inner city, hold on to slavery and wait for a check that's never coming and blame white people for all their affairs and the government and big corporations. They're not going to get nowhere as a whole. You know, every time I turn the TV on inner city, they're like, when's the government going to do something for us? Uh, when's the corporation going to do something for us? Hey, how about you? What are you going to, what are you going to do for your community first? What are you guys going to do for yourselves? You know, because number one rule in any ghetto in this country is what? No snitching. So when there's drive-bys and home invasions and drug deals and murders, the cops come, nobody helps them. So they can't solve a crime because they can't get, they need, they need help from the, the community to solve crimes. So we can't do anything in the community because you won't help us. But then a cop has to shoot a black person who happens to be white, all hell break loose. It's like, dude, I mean, we've been coming to your community for 10 years, get nowhere. We could have solved this years ago if we'd have helped us catch this guy. You know, so, go ahead. So does racism exist? It'll always be here. As long as you have blacks who think differently, white who thinks differently, Asians, Hispanics, Jamaicans, Russians. If you have all those people in the same country, there's going to be racism because they have different religious views, different values, different cultures. It's not going anywhere ever. It's, it's a you never you, you going to write a piece of legislation to get rid of racism. Good luck. They've tried it. You know, it's not going to go anywhere. It starts with you, not your group of people or what organization you belong to, your race. Each individual, just be the best you can be. Don't be a piece of shit, man. Just be fair, honest, and decent to people. And don't judge them by their skin color. And it goes from there. I knew it. You know, I, I can honestly say I've never mistreated a person because of their race. Not once in my life, ever. Have you ever been pulled over for... I've been pulled over... In the biggest cities in this state, and I've been pulled over in the smallest towns in this state, Utah, California, and not once have I been shot, shot at, pepper sprayed, maced, tased, pulled out of my car and beaten to death. Not once. Because when the cop pulls me over, he's going to ask me three things. License, registration. I have it ready. I've got a ticket sometimes, and sometimes I've gotten a warning. But I go down the road. Do you feel like I've talked to people, those who said they feel like 
they have they they feel different when they drive out and get in a car that when they head down the road that they could be targeted and that's how they feel they really do feel like that i don't i don't know if i've been pulled over not because i'm black but i know that it went well either i got a ticket or i kept going i don't care because i it's a uh, i won't say i don't care if i pulled for black but if i could prove it i would say something but you don't know what a cop's thinking when he pulls you over, you know, but every time I pulled over speeding, ran a traffic sign, a, a stop sign. But I've never, when I see a cop behind me, I don't get scared at all. So do you think sometimes this is how I feel as a white guy that I'm canceled out of the conversation because of my color. So to me, that feels like that's also racism. I mean, it isn't, I mean, but if I say that to someone who's black, or usually it's someone who's white then tells me, well, that just proves it's white privilege. And it's like, no, 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 wait, wait. Or they'll say that you can't be, you can't be racist. I think we can all be racist, but if, if, and if we keep doing this cancel culture thing, how do we ever have this conversation? You know what I mean? I think people are too afraid to have this conversation because they could take your business. They could throw you away. Um, you know, they can twist what you say the wrong way. You can't, I mean, white people and black people, Chinese people, Asian people, every people. Um, it feels like the more we go into cancel culture and the more we focus on race, it feels to me like the farther apart we grow. When you're meeting people, don't you focus on the things that you have in common? So you and I find things we have in common to talk about. We don't talk about you're from Georgia. I grew up in Oregon. That's completely different. That's going to be later. So what do we focus on right off the bat? And I think somewhere we have to find the place to start this conversation. I mean, we're doing it now, but we're doing it very carefully. But I think most people are afraid to have this conversation. Well, they are because... As I stated earlier, uh, this idea that all white people are racist and born racist is is dangerous, you know. Especially if you're if you're not educated and smart, and you hear that, yeah, kind of believe it. it. Suckers you in, especially if you're in inner city and you got the the Democratic left telling these black people that stuff, you know, and get their vote, and then the life doesn't change. You know, you've got to you've got to know it's it's, it's anti biblical. You, it, it goes back to, I mean. God in the Bible, I, mean, I think it was uh, Noah. He married a woman from Cushmite, the town in Cush in Ethiopia. Ethiopia, and obviously she was black. And I think his sister and brother got onto him, and God gave the lady leprosy for seven days and kicked her out of the camp because that was it was that was wrong. They were being racist, and he he called them out for it, you know. And you can't. It starts with you knowing God, and you can't put it this way. You can't be a racist on earth and not hate people because of race and think you'll go to heaven and get to live among other races. It's not going to work like that. You know, if you're a racist here, that's it. You go stay here. You don't get to go to heaven. Now, talk, talk to me about as soon as my train goes by, I have my own train. Um, just in case you didn't know. All right. The whole audience knows this. We have this train that goes by every night. Um, so talk to me about Black Lives Matters. Well, I see a lot of I see black I see a lot of T-shirts and a lot of stickers and a lot of you know everybody's got that in business and their corporations. But I tell my wife I go Black Lives Matter didn't just start last year. It, it started after the George Zimmerman verdict after the Trayvon Martin case in 2013. And you didn't see these stickers and these T-shirts and banners. It, now you see it everywhere. And I hate when I go to I actually won't go to a restaurant if I see it in there because to me to me 
it's like when you put that sticker in your business or that window, all it's saying is, please don't tear up my shit. It's like an ADT sticker. Somebody has a burglar alarm. You know, I'm not a racist. Look at my sticker. You know, don't destroy my place. Destroy that guy's place. He doesn't have a sticker. He must be a racist. That's what I see when I see it. You know, like I said earlier, about the lady at the grocery store, I'm not going to put a sticker on my car that says I love Mexicans. Just because I do. I'm not going to go prove it. So if you care so much about Black Lives Matters, why didn't you have a sticker or T-shirt in 2013? Why Why now? You know, now because you see they're tearing up shit, you know, and you don't want stuff tore up. Best way. Hey, go get a poster. says Black Lives Matter. We're safe. So you, think you think it's less about the, the, the message and more about intimidation, like a, a way to get people to, you know, I'm covering my ass by putting this, you know, down. So there. It is, especially when it comes to restaurants and businesses. Sure yeah. it is. Yeah, I think so. Because if you felt that strongly about the cause, you'd have had it when it came out in 2013. I I wore a Georgia Bulldog jersey every football season, not just when they're winning. I wear it every every season. You know, so if you care that much about it, even when they're losing, they're two and twelve. I have my jersey on. You know, because I've supported it from day one. So if you care that so much about that movement, you should have had your T-shirt and sticker a long time ago. So why do you take the risk and come out and do this? Because you're going to get shit for this. I mean. You'll have you'll have people with your you know black people are are going to be calling you and and not liking what you're doing. I'm probably going to get some shit for this. Um, well, why is this important for you? The truth hurts, and I got a I got a group of solid people around me. I'm not worried about that. You know, everybody who knows me um, knows how I roll. You know, and so I'm not worried about that. You know, I got people who are supposed to love me, love me. My mom and dad, my wife and kids. You know, anything else is extra. You know, and so they're never going to turn on me and I'm, I'm good. You know, if people get mad at what I'm saying, then prove me wrong. What did I say is not true. You know what I mean? What did I, what did I say? Not true. Okay. It's not true. Stop for a second. Our sponsor for this show is Dr. Dr. Michael Bratton. And um, I'm going to show a little commercial we put together for him. And then I'll have a question for you because it relates directly to this. Um, I have a lot of respect for the police department. Um, I, uh, I think there's this negative uh, vibe towards police. Uh, and I think there's a lot of good Americans that actually back our blue and they, uh, they're not buying into what the media is portraying as the police being bad. And they're just good people. And, I, and quite honestly, I have a lot of policemen and I always have that are patients of mine. And they're just good, good people. And so I, I, I fully support the police department, our veterans. But, I think they have the, one of the toughest jobs, and uh, and uh, it's who we call when we have an issue. And it's funny how we're ready to turn on them. So I, I really am a supportive of the police department. So I did have a police officer, a former police officer, on the show a couple weeks ago, and she said there are still problems in the department, you know, with understanding race relations and that kind of thing. But how, how do you feel? What do you think? in terms of what you've seen go on with police and black Americans and, you know, shootings and that kind of thing. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it is a tough job because you deal with the scum of the earth on a daily basis, but the law, you know, and, and there's been some things that's happened to black and white people by the police that are, are not right. But at the same time, not all cops are bad. And I know all cops aren't going around just looking to shoot black people. I'm not believing that. You know, and so, but even though I, today, if I was a cop, you'd be so scared to even pull a black guy over because you don't want to be called racist. 
Yeah, you know, and so, but but cops, my advice to police officers, do your job and treat black people just like you treat anybody. Don't treat them with kid gloves. Everybody's got to follow the law. Everybody's got to follow the law and the rules. Everybody. Black people too. White people, if you live in this country, you got to follow the rules and the law. You know, that's how it's got to go. Sure, there's been some, some, some stuff that's happened. But you think all police are bad? No, it, it's like saying all white people are racist. You know, what, what about the shootings though? The the the, the shootings of uh, black folks around the country that we've that been so much in the news lately, recently, for the last couple of years. Well, it's it's that's a tough that's a tough one because I hadn't seen all of them. You know, some are justified, some are not. You know, but at the same time, here's what cops got so bad: a cop in Washington State can do something bad. If it affects a cop in Florida. That, that's it's you know, no other uh job has that that attached to it, you know. Um so I feel bad for them because they got a tough job, man. You know, uh a tough job. And now people are not you know respecting them, they're hitting they're fighting back, throwing stuff at them, shooting them. You know, what happened? Was it Seattle? They took over a police department precinct, ran them out of their own police department. Shit. You know, and they left. You know, that was under heard of 10 years ago you know there have been some more cannons and rubber bullets flying but now they can't do their job you know if you don't want to deal with the police my advice is don't don't give them a reason to deal with you don't sell drugs don't 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 you know i've made some dumb decisions in my life and i deserve what i got you know but you get older you get smarter you get wiser if you don't want to get deal with the cops don't commit crime man just don't don't commit crime you won't deal with them and if you do have to deal with a cop, be respectful to him. You'll be respectful to you. I'm living proof of it. You, most people treat you how you treat them. If you're respectful to a police officer, it's probably going to go your way. But if you roll your window down two inches and what the fuck you put me over for, uh, it's a bad start. It's going to go bad right from there. You know. So, so yeah. what do you say, Derek, to the people out there watching right now? And there, there are, and they're going, oh bullshit. Um, it happens all the time. And th you know that old whole other side of the of the discussion going. Um, this, it happens all the time. What do you, how do we get past all of this so we can start having a conversation or do, do the people, do people really want to have, do they want to solve this issue? Do we want to have a conversation or is this so political um, and gaining so much steam that I, I guess for me, it just, it bothers me that we're canceling people's voices out even when they disagree with us and especially when they disagree with us, because that goes against everything in my soul, because you never have a society that starts getting along. And we just keep, I feel like it's a wedge. It's just being shoved and pushed farther and farther apart. And that's why I love talking with you and Isaiah Wagner, who I had on the show and Marty and other people that Andre and others that we've had on the show, because if we don't start blending together, and having these conversations, hard conversations, um, we're never going to solve this problem. Right. Well, you have those people who love the country and, and want what's best for the country, and you have the opposite of that. You know, and so. Do you think there's people that don't? Do you think that's the problem? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I, I want to know what you're thinking. I think people want to see the country, you know, implode and race, race problems and the police system fall down and. Why would they want that? Why? Well, I don't understand. Why would they want that? Don't know God. That's, that's all I can say. You know, this is a, this, I've been to other countries. This country's great. Do we have problems? What country doesn't? You know, um, but we have a chance to make this country 
where it used to be, man. You know, this country is a great country and the people who don't love it should leave. And let the people who love this country build it back and, and, and get it going, you know, because if you look at the media, black and white people don't hate each other like the media tells you. They don't, man. They don't. You know, they don't. You know, um, and so some problems I don't have the answer to, you know, but I do know it starts with individual, you know, knowing your God and believing in him and just being the best person you can be. And if you're a racist, you're not being the best person you can be. And if you're a cop that's a racist, you're not being the best person you can be, you know. And so in fact, just something that's crossed my mind. This might make people mad, but <laughs> Black Lives Matter. I thought about that. Like, who does it matter to? If you Black people are killing people in each other in Chicago like it's hunting season. You turn the news on 200 shootings a weekend. Same in some parts of Louisiana. Seattle was getting up there, too. Portland's homicide rate doubled last year, too. So if black lives matter to black people so much, why are they killing each other so bad, so quickly and easily over trivial things? You know, and so let's start there. Uh, you know, but if a white cop does it, shit. But we can kill each other like it's hunting season. I don't get that. I don't understand that. I don't. Never have. So what is your biggest concern? Like when you go out, because I'm I'm not you, obviously. So if, if I'm black and I go out and, and all these messages are put out and the narrative is this certain narrative, is that pretty frustrating for you? Because all of probably a lot of us white people are looking at you and thinking, well, you're you have the same opinion of me as they do. So you're not going to talk to me. You know what I mean? I mean, we're you're. You, you get lumped in with a whole group of people just like we get lumped in because of the yeah. color of our skin. And I'm, yeah. so, I'm so sick of being lumped in with anything. I just want people to ask me, what the fuck do you think? Right. <laughs> That's all you have to do, and I'll tell you. Fair is it? Not fair at all. When I go out, I don't try to, like I said, I don't try to, I know who I am and who I'm not, and people who know me know who I am and who I'm not. So I don't try to do anything extra to prove, you know, who I am, you know? And so, and people, oh, I don't see color. I hate when I hear that. Did, oh, what are you, colorblind? What are you, dog? It's okay to see a black person. I'm pretty sure if a black guy came to your house and robbed you at gunpoint, you see color real quick. He was 5'9", 180, black American. You know, that color would come back real quick. So you, you do see color. You know, but people are so, that always bug me. I don't see color. I don't know what to tell you then. You go to the eye doctor, get your eyes checked. You know, because there's nothing wrong with saying that. A person's black or is bad. Is it called a description? Yeah. Well, even tonight when I wrote the script saying black man says that current narrative doesn't matter, I, I, I kept thinking and hedging going, no, he is a black man. Now, again, you wouldn't say what Rick Dancy would say white man unless it was about race, which this is. But I think people would get on that, too, is going as if, if, if I was in the opposite position and white man is tired of counter or a cancel culture, um, that makes sense to me. It's just I'm so tired of everybody nitpicking every little thing because I think sometimes the more we nitpick and the people that pick, 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 pick and just try to pull things apart, they're doing it to stop the conversation. I honestly believe that with all of my heart. When you get bullied and people start coming on your page going, oh, well, well, you did that, that, that. It's trying to keep this conversation from happening because there is healing in this. And if we if it heals, then what get then what happens? Then we get along and then it doesn't then we we have no power. I don't know. Right. When, to, when you talk about healing, what are we trying to heal? Are we still are we still are we still talking about the effects of slavery? Are we still going that far? Can I some more sweet, please? Are we still going that far with it? Because 
there's got to come a time that we got to quit talking about slavery, man. You know, it's we know what happened. It was a terrible thing, but <laughs> you got to be. What are we going? We won't get anywhere if we keep doing that. Pretty. Every time, every two years, a new slave movie comes out. It drives me bonkers because it just tears up these old wounds and feelings. It's like, dude, another slave movie? Shit. We get it. We know what happened. It was horrible, you know? Why do we keep reminiscing? Like, when you have pain in your life and tragic, you don't you don't keep living it over and over and over and over. You try to kill it and get over with, right. you know? If you want to relive pain, you'll stay in pain, you know? Um what about the reparations people seem some people seem to want they want to, the reparations for what happened in, during the slavery time and also like native americans the reparations for what the white man did to the indian to native american that's a tough one but as far as reparation goes who do you pay how much and how long and how, how, long? Far, how far back do you go i don't it's, know it's, it's gonna be it's if that happens, you'll see the most, that'll be the most divisive thing. Then we're in trouble, you know, because you're going to have a lot of white people who said, I'm struggling too. Where's, where's my money? You know, and the Bible says a man that doesn't work shouldn't eat. So if he wants some money, you got to go there and work. You don't sit there and wait for a check, you know, and you got to go out there and work. When my life really sucked financially, I wasn't working, you know, um, you got to work and work hard and be good with your money and surround yourself with good people. You don't wait on the government to tell you when you can eat. Here's your, you know, here's your, your food stamp card. And another thing about that, they're pretty privileged too. Cause I see a lot of people on welfare with an $800 phone and a $300 purse too. But, um, you, you, you there's a point that you got to move on. If we keep talking about slavery and racism a hundred years from now, we'll, we won't get nowhere. Somebody on here just said, Javon, I think is that Pyle says, I feel more racism from black people and I'm a black woman. Always told that I'm not black enough. I think this movement is blown out of proportion. I've heard that growing up a whole life. Oh, white boy and sell out. I, I know who I am. I don't even know what that means to be a white boy. I look in the mirror every day. I'm a black American. So they call, they, people call you a white boy? I was growing up or, you know, yeah, because I talk the way I talk. And I don't think it's called white talk like you're white i think it's called talking like you're educated because you should if you go to school and learn and talk correctly you should be educated and talk like it so what's your advice to do this for me what's your advice to um fellow folks in the black community talk to god tell him to heal if you have that in you that anger from slavery or white people tell god to get it out of you Forgive this country for slavery. Forgive the people you can't even talk to you about slavery because today's generation of white folk, folks love and appreciate and respect black people. They're not all racist. And it's not fair for you to treat them as a racist. Even if something goes wrong between a black and a white person and it doesn't go the black person way, it doesn't mean it's because of race. I guarantee you, Rick, the same black guy you don't like, I guarantee you I wouldn't like him. The same white person I don't like, I guarantee you wouldn't like them. It has nothing to do with it. I get it. It won't have nothing to do with his race. But that's the go-to. And it's not, it's, it's an unfair go-to, you know. And so in an inner city, my advice to be the dads has got to stay home. The dads has got to be home and teach your boy how to be a man. And the mom's got to be home and teach your daughter how to be a, a woman and not open her legs up to every boy that has a gold teeth and his pants hanging down his ass. 
you know, and says something smooth. I hate that look. I hate it when I see a person with their underwear showing and no belt and gold teeth. It's just, it's the dumbest look I've ever seen. Why do you want your underwear showing? That's why it's called underwear. You wear it under your clothes. <laughs> I want to see that. And you're so uncool. You're so uncool, man. They think it makes him just a, the hippest. I got my underwear showing, my pants are hanging down. Like, all right, buddy. You think that's the look for you? Go ahead. You know. So, what's, I, what's, what's your advice to white, the white the America in terms of uh, how do we um, broach this conversation with people? I, I would say my one thing I would say is if you want to understand Black America, hang out with people in Black America. If you want to understand. Asians in America, hang out with Asians. If you understand, I, this has been my whole thing my whole life. If you don't understand people who are gay, then hang out with people who are gay. And you'll learn really quickly that we're all just people and we all have hopes and dreams and want the best for our kids and we want to be understood. And I mean, there's all these things, but you have to hang out with people rather than looking at them like a color or like a, a, a people, you know what I mean? It's like we're all, somebody said it earlier, we're all one race, the human race. And if we could start looking at that, it seems to me that would be a starting place. But you have to find people that might make you uncomfortable and go do stuff with them. Learn learn about their life. Yeah, my advice, to answer your question, my advice for white America, if you're racist, uh, you're wrong and that's not a good way to live and God, won't, God doesn't honor that. And if you're not racist, you know what, quit doing extra, quit. Quit trying to prove that you're not. Do what you've been doing your whole life. If you know you've never had a racist thought and you don't, you don't treat people black, people black people different based on their race. Keep being you. Don't do anything. Don't go out of your way and do something special to show somebody that you're not racist. If they think you're racist and you know you're not, fuck them. You know, you know, you're, you know who you are. Don't don't go around proving who you. I'm not racist, dude. It's, I I wouldn't do that. One more thing, because I'm thinking as I'm talking, I know in um, Arizona, they were looking at a law where they were talking about saying that babies as young as three months or six months old, um, their they were having their parents do some something with them, talk with them because they were already inherently racist. Do you think we're taking this to a, a degree that how do you come back from that? That's and just guilty or at six months old. Yeah, you know, I don't I just is taught. You got to be taught to be a racist and hatred. I saw a story a couple weeks ago where this lady happened to be black. She put gorilla glue in her hair. And two days later, there was a story. African Americans are having a hard time finding hair products. I was like, dude, what? That's so not true. Most stores have a section just for black hair products. Some stores in inner cities have stores that just sell black hair products because this idiot put gorilla glue in her hair. Now it's a race issue? Huh? It's it's just um, it's it's ignorant, and I believe in God, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep marching to beat my own drum because I know I'm not wrong. I love people, black, white, Spanish, whatever you know. Because like I said earlier, heaven is full of everybody. It's not just full. Of, there's not a black section and a white section. It's full of everybody. And if you can't see if you can't love each other here on earth, you don't get to see the other side. So let me ask you, um, just so people kind of know. Um, you are the general manager at the Lucky Logger, my neighborhood, um, out in Walterville. Uh, they're going to be reopening soon. Um, and come on up, hey, Rick, come on up and say, hey, I'll buy your beer, bud. Well, we're going to we're going to come out there because we're doing this match Mar March Madness thing. 
where uh, the, uh, Rogers Gardens in Springfield gave us a thousand dollars, and we're doing ten one hundred dollar gift cards uh, to uh, people who need them. We're going to give them, but they're coming from the restaurant. So the restaurant gets the money. So they're going to get some business for it. They're going to give a gift card. And then these people will get to go eat. And you guys are part of this. Um, and our sponsors are Buck Sanitary Service, Cobra Grid Car Wash, Any Lab Test Now, Eugene, Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning, Chris Dental, and Hi the Hydrate Bar. And our restaurants are Pig and Turnip, Addie's, Craig's Lucky Lager, Twisted River Saloon, and Griff's. So we'll be showing stories. We're going to be out at your place coming up later in the month and we'll show kind of, you guys are doing a big remodel and making everything look, look really cool. We are. Um, you're, you're pretty proud of that place, aren't you? Um, I, I, I love that place. I love my, my, my employees and I love the guests that come in there. It's a great place. It, I'm right at home. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm up there, I feel like I'm in Kennesaw, Georgia, same kind of town I grew up in. Um, Great people that come there. It's just an old blue collar conservative bar, but we welcome anybody. We don't care. Gay, lesbian, transgender. We we're we're not hateful people up there. You know, you come and have a good time in our bar, and it's uh it's on McKenzie Highway in Walterville. It's called Craig's Lucky Lager and Henry's Bar. It used to be the old River Stop and Aunt B's, and uh, but it's a great place, and I am proud of it. And uh, my boss is a great man, Chris Craig, and we work hard for him. You know, his employees work hard for him, and uh. We're shooting for April 1st, and we hope to get it all done by then. And but we're not going to open up till we're ready to go. But April 1st is when uh, the uh, you know projection day to open up back up. All right, man. Hey, Derek, thank you so much for joining us and coming on and doing this. I will see you on the 22nd to do more. Yes, thank all you right. for having me. I appreciate you. See you soon. You're welcome. You're welcome. So there you go. You can't have hard conversations like that. You can have hard conversations like that. So again, you guys, if you know somebody who could really use a hundred dollar gift card to one of those restaurants, um, go to my website, rickdancer.com and just go up to contests and click on the contest thing. A sheet comes down, you put in your nomination, tell us why. And then we're going to look at the end of the month and we'll pick 10 winners, two from each of those different restaurants. And we want to thank again, Rogers gardens for donating that thousand dollars. It was his idea after he saw, Dr. Michael Bratlin did it a couple months ago. So again, our show is sponsored by Chris Dental uh, Family Dentistry. If you're looking for a new dentist or just want somebody who really take good care of you, um, he's the guy to go to. Um, thank you for being um, so. I'm not using the word tolerant anymore because we don't. I don't tolerate people. I love them. Thank you for being so loving and joining us. Um, and I know it was a tough conversation, and some of you may disagree, and that is fine. You can always disagree. But if you have something to write in the comment section, all I would ask is that you disagree out of kindness and you say things kindly and you don't badger people because I'm not reading badgered posts anymore. When I see things on there that are just mean and gnarly, I'm just I'm just going past them. I don't have time for that. Life is too short. And we got really important things to do in this community. And one of those is exposing the truth and telling the truth and talking about the truth. And even if it's something you don't agree with, it's about talking about everything. And we are gonna ask questions on this show and we are going to question authority and we are going to question our government and we aren't going to sit by and just do everything that people tell us to do because um, that's just not the way we are here. And if that doesn't appeal to you, then this probably isn't the place for you to be. Um, if, um, I was trying to remember what my show was from last week on YouTube. If you do need to find this and share it with somebody, you can share it off Facebook, but you can also share it off our YouTube channel, which is also under Rick Dancer. Um, everything we do is kept on there. And we do have a podcast now. If you have friends that might want to listen to this, but don't have time to watch a video, 
they can uh, go on there and find that themselves. All right, I'm Rick Dancer. This is Get Real with Rick Dancer. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, honestly, I, that was super fun, but I'm, I feel so much better now that that conversation has been had. Um, you guys think this is just what I do. This is not, this is kind of tough. Um, this cause you're, um, we're all putting ourselves out there and Derek's got, you know, I hope this doesn't offend any of you, but if it does, that's your choice. Cause being offended is a choice. That dude's got big balls cause they come out here and do what he just did. Um, that, that deserves some props and some recognition. And fortunately, most of what I've seen on here in comments, you guys understand that and see that. So the other thing you can do for us is please share this on your page. Um, that really helps. And then always supporting our sponsors, any of our sponsors um, that keeps us going and uh, pays for the content. And what have we got coming up this week? Tomorrow, we're going to be at the Pig and Turnip as part of our contest. And our sponsor is Priority One Heating and Elect Heating and Air Conditioning. Um, and then on Wednesday, super cool story. Um, it's suicide. Um, the, the woman you're going to meet her, her daughter, uh, took her life many, many years ago. And I did a show on this when I was in the news business, a special, and now it's all these years later. And she has an organization that helps people, um, who, who's had a family member that has, has uh, taken their own life. Uh, so they're going to come on, she's going to come on and talk with us. And that's sponsored by the Bucks stop, stops here. And then on Thursday, we're going to have Sean Van Gordon, the new mayor of Springfield, is coming on. And that show is sponsored by the Cobra Group Car Wash. And he was just appointed. Uh, there, he's going to talk a little bit about what he plans to do. And you can ask him some questions if you live in the city. Well, if you live anywhere, but you can ask some questions about the city of Springfield. All right. Have a good night. Share it on your page. <clears throat> Thanks again, Derek. Appreciate you. And that's a wrap.